You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays on these NBA games. Doesn't matter who wins, you just got to be a new customer. All right. Now, joined by a man who came in to the U of A talking about how nobody would out-recruit him on the recruiting trail. And you generally hear that from time to time from coaches, but not all of them can follow through. And that's what we have right here with head U of A football coach, Jed Fish. Hello, coach. How you doing? Good, nice to, uh, good to see you. Yeah. All right. So, coach, you really caught everybody's attention in your first uh, presser when you just said, very matter-of-factly, recruiting will be the lifeblood of our program. We will, uh, nobody will outwork us. We might not get every kid, but at the same time, nobody's going to outwork us. Fast forward a little over a year, and you brought in arguably the best class in school history. And we've had a ton of kids on, a ton of prospects that have said Arizona is a hot name. What, did it go as planned, or was it easier? Break us, break it down for us, coach. I don't know if it was easier. Uh, I can tell you that. I think that uh, a lot of things went our way. Um, we wound up, uh, first of all, our coaching staff did an awesome job of maintaining relationships, building relationships, finding um, the right people uh, to enter our program. Uh, some things happened there towards the end within the Pac-12 that opened up some opportunities for us. We took advantage of that. Uh, we stayed we stayed true to our beliefs the entire time, which was it was all about culture. It was all about attitude. It was all about how we were going to get it done. And, um, you know, we, we said it's personal and we said it was personal from the very beginning. And we thought if we could build personal relationships with these kids and their parents, uh, we'd have a great shot at the end when they made their decision. All right. So you look at the receivers just across the board right here. That's obviously the position that's caught a lot of attention. You've got a guy to Jacob Cowing caught for 1400 yards, a T-Mac everybody knows about could have gone anywhere. But then you got guys like Kevin Green, a USC decommit, a Kean Burnett, a pass catcher, a USC decommit, AJ Jones, who I still believe is six foot nine. This is a group across the board, coach, that checks off every box. Yeah, the, the receiving core is a is an exciting group for us. There's no question about it. And I'm kind of always been biased towards receivers. My first position job at the NFL was being the wide receiver coach at the Broncos. Uh, I really believe through and through that the best chance we have to score points is um, improving our receiving core. Uh, and we certainly did that. Uh, we did that with all the guys you just mentioned. And we also did it when you look at guys like a Dorian Singer, mm. who was a walk-on for us, a true freshman. Um, another scenario, right? He was offered a full scholarship to Texas and something went off at the very end. We wind up getting him as a walk-on, give him a scholarship six months later. Uh, Anthony Simpson. A guy from Connecticut that no one really knew about, small school in Connecticut. We got him to come. So we've got those two guys that are freshmen. And then we've got all those other guys that you just mentioned that are also freshmen, I guess, two guys that are redshirt freshmen. And uh, just excited, really, about where these guys are headed. And I, I think there's a lot of good football players out there in that group. Okay. So now moving to the quarterback position, this is really what showed me that you're, you have unique recruiting chops because. Again, it's it's one thing to really, you know, immerse yourself, work on a kid for a year, a year and a half, say, hey, this is what we're about. You get to know them. But when these kids hit the uh, transfer portal, a Jaden Delora, a Pac-12 freshman of the year, a cowing, that's got to be a different process. And you don't have the time to be able to kind of make the connections that you did with maybe some other guys. 
Yeah, I think if you were looking at from the quarterback position, the amount of time that we spent with Noah right. versus the amount of time that we were able to spend with Jaden was two very different things. Um, Noah, you know, I, I almost think that we offered Noah about April, March or April of a year of a year before, you know, probably eight months prior to signing day. And right. uh, he committed to us um, about a month or so later, maybe two months later, wound up from that point recruiting him and holding on to him for six or seven months. Then when you look at a situation with Jaden, we're playing Jaden November 10th. You right. know, he's the starting quarterback for Washington State. And he's throwing four touchdown passes against us. Right. And then the next weekend, he's going against Washington and winning the Apple Cup. Uh, never in a million years did I think he was going to turn around and say, I want to go in the portal and end up coming to Arizona. So, right. you know, that was a 24-hour we were speed dating, you know, we were speed dating there versus the other one was a nice long process. Um, both of which, uh, worked out extremely well to have those guys. How do you feel about your quarterback room going into year two? Uh, really good. You know, I feel really good. And remember now Jordan McLeod ended up, you know, he only played six and a half quarters for us, maybe seven. Um, when you add up one drive against or two drives against NAU, and then the full game against Oregon. And then in the middle of the third quarter, it's 17-16 against UCLA, and he gets knocked right. out for the year. So now you add Jordan into the mix. And then Will played eight games for us. Right. And then you got Will Plummer. You know, I mean, he was our starting through for 350 yards against ASU uh, the last game of the year. So he's sitting there competing, and he's coming back from injury. And then at the end of it, you know, you got Gunnar Cruz, who was literally our starter against BYU. Right. And uh, so you've got those five guys all competing for the quarterback position. So it's a pretty good room this year. Okay. Talk a little bit about Noah. Um, obviously, people got their first real look at him in the spring game. If you didn't go to practice, shame on you. You should have been there. But uh, Coach, Noah just seems to be a player that just kind of gets it from an outsider perspective. It looks like football just kind of comes naturally to him. Yeah, I think, you know, he was certainly one of those guys that was born a quarterback. There's no question about that. Uh, he has great instincts. He has a knack to play the position. But he also works extremely hard. Like, there's not many times that I walk into our building that Noah's not in the building watching film, in the building studying and you know you hear about that and coaches always talk about those guys but they're not really they're not everywhere right you know there's not guys everywhere that are always working and always watching film and always he happens to be one of those guys he has that personality and uh he's committed to becoming great at the position and that's always a first step all right, so let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. You bring in Johnny Nansen, who obviously has a really good re a reputation as a recruiter, been around the game. What were you looking for for that successor to Don Brown? Now the, it was really important to me that I had somebody or brought in somebody that had similar beliefs schematically of what I was looking to get done. And I would say that that was first and foremost someone that mixed in zone and man coverages that were able to play uh, eyes uh, to the quarterback and not just eyes always on their man because we only took the ball away six times all last season. We needed to find a way to take the ball away. And then I wanted to get somebody that was very well established on the West Coast, somebody that had a great uh, – really had a great 
um, idea of what he wanted to be, who he was, uh, the fact that he was at Washington State as a player, the fact that he coached at USC, the fact that he coached at UCLA, the fact that he coached at Washington. So many people knew him, and so many people knew what he was all about. I just felt like if we can get him in our program, that was going to be a huge asset for us moving forward. Okay, now when you look at the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned the six, uh, only the six takeaways. Is that are you, are you looking for more pressure after the quarterback to be able to force more stuff? What are you looking for on that side? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with playing a lot of man coverage, um, you don't have as many opportunities to take the ball away. Uh, right. you're, you're primarily have eyes focused on your man. So I wanted to make sure that we could have some eyes on the on the quarterback. Number two is pass rush. We've got to find a way to generate a pass rush. We've got to use some additional pressures that can maybe uh, cause the quarterback to stay off their get off their spot, deliver the ball out of rhythm. Uh, usually, if you could get a quarterback out of rhythm, you have a chance to take the ball away. We have to go after the quarterback's throwing hand with the if he has got his ball in the hand, and we got to cause some strip sacks. We need right. the ball out. And um, and then it's just a focus. It's a focus and a mentality of how do we get the ball away because we all know you can't live a year with six takeaways and win a lot of games. How does the NIL fit into what Arizona football is looking to do going forward? Well, it's, we all understand that NIL is here to stay. Right. And it's the real deal, and it's an opportunity for our kids to, to profit off of uh, their name, their image, their likeness. And I think that that's a real, real deal. What has to happen is there has to be some regulations in regards to how it's constantly used and what does it all mean? Uh, for us, we embrace it. We believe in it. We believe that this is a great opportunity for our kids to sell their jerseys, to be able to promote restaurants and to be able to benefit with free meals that way, to be able to go to promote barber shops and get haircuts, to be able to get NFTs of themselves and sell them to have autograph signings. Uh, I don't think it needs to go to the extreme where we wind up putting these guys in a bad position and they risk losing eligibility because of taking uh, things that aren't really quid pro quo. But um, for us, it's a huge, we, we know how important it is. We embrace it. We have an administration that embraces it and we just have to find a way to use it the right way. Coach, watching everybody from a distance, it seems that everybody is moving in such a you know, firm direction in lockstep. What has kind of just the administration support for you been like during this first year here at the U of A? Um, tremendous in every way, shape, or form. Uh, if you look at you know some of the things that has happened since we've arrived, right? Uh, you talk about 12 months of absolutely craziness in college football. is the same 12 months that was my first year as a head coach. Right, right. And um, we walked in here, we made a decision that we needed to make our facilities better. We ended up spending $10.5 million in 12 months, raised it all privately. Our athletic director, uh, Dave Hickey, and his team allowed us to go ahead and do that. And with that, we were able to give our players a brand new facility uh, from the weight room to the locker room to the uh, playing field to the uh, offices. The next thing is, you know, you talk about now you got the transfer portal. Now you've got to be able to figure out how you're going to navigate through that. Our compliance, the ball office, and Dave have been tremendous in helping us work through that. Then you talk about NIL. Uh, Dave has been on the forefront with Brent Blaylock and Derek Vandermeer in making sure that the Arizona Edge program was on top of it way at the very beginning and then supporting me and supporting us uh, and having events to be able to connect with our, our boosters, um, our alumni, and explain to them the importance of NIL 
and then also be able to work arrangements with fanatics and athlete assets and some of these other programs to allow our players to benefit as well. So it's been a huge success uh, in regards to our relationship with our administration. Okay, coach, before I let you sign off, um, when you talk, when you go around and you look just kind of back at this year, your first year at the U of A, has it gone pretty much, you know, just from a community perspective, have you found a favorite place to eat? What does Jedfish do in his spare time? And the reason I ask you that is because every recruit we've had on said they have no clue when you sleep because it seems like you're always on Twitter. Your coaches, your staff's always recruiting. You're known as a guy that's working pretty hard there, coach. Yeah, well, I don't think we have too much time to rest right now. we got to turn this program to where all of us in the community want it, which is a winning program that's going to go ahead and play in bowl games uh, year in and year out. And that's our goal, you know, how we get there, how quickly we get there. That's the biggest challenge. Uh, not too much time of uh, relaxation uh, at this moment. I do like to try to go play a little bit of tennis every now and then. Uh, my wife and I love being up in uh, Blanco and North and uh, – Flemings and some of those spots up there in the foothills. But uh, really, when it comes down to it, we don't have too much time to go out for dinner. Most of the time comes to uh, recruiting events and um, ways we can figure out a way to help our program and our community. And uh, we've loved Tucson. We've embraced it. I try to get to as many sporting events as possible, um, you know, which is awesome. Yesterday, I spent the afternoon watching our uh, softball team on ESPN Plus mm -hmm. and then ESPN2, uh, which was great. Uh, be able to watch that game yesterday and the day before. So it's been pretty cool to uh, support all of our programs, and that's kind of what we do in our spare time. All right, Coach, and in early June, you got a lot of stuff going on for football. You've got the Jed Fish Camp. you got High School Skills Camp. you got 7-on-7, seven seven, O-line, D-line. Fill the people in real quickly on what you're going to be doing. Yeah, our goal, you know, our goal is to get about 2,500 people to come through campus in the month of June. Uh, we've got official visits every weekend. We also have kids camp, high school camp, skills camp, seven on seven, big land, like you talked about. Um, and our goal as we get to going here is we want to have about 500 kids in our kids camps. We want to have about 500 to 800 kids in our high school camps. And then we want to be able to have 24 teams to 30 teams in every one of our seven on sevens. I think it's an amazing opportunity to be on a big college campus, to be able to get coached by our players, our coaches, uh, other universities, I always welcome them to come work at our camp. And uh, the month of June is a huge month for us. We'll take a little time in uh, July to recharge our batteries. And then, uh, you know, we're going to have wide open training camp for anyone to come watch us. And it's going to be a heck of a camp. All right, Coach. He's Coach Jed Fish. Again, Coach, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This means the world to me. Yeah, well, thanks for the invitation. Anytime. Okay, you got it. There's Coach Jed Fish, head coach at the University of Arizona. All right, you talk about it again, and I've talked to quite a few people about Coach Fish, and we'll get into this in just a second, but got to pay the bills. You knew the drill. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays. Here's the kicker. You just got to be a new customer. It doesn't even matter if the team wins. NBA, 21 and up. Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. Again, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. What you just saw from Jed Fish is why Jed Fish is totally different than coaches that the U of A has had here. A couple different reasons. First, you know, when you're a, you're a head coach, you don't necessarily need to just do any interview you want. And as a matter of fact, a lot of them don't. And especially with a guy that has brought in so much goodwill like Coach Fish has, but then to sit here, go through, talk and everything, and engage. But you can also tell why recruits are so enamored by what Coach Fish brings to the program right here. 
And I can't tell you how many times, whether it was RJ Luke, whether it was Kean Burnett, whether it was family members that said that the craziest thing about Coach Fish was that after we committed, we didn't think that we would hear from him as much. And as a matter of fact, we ended up hearing even more from him, which just solidified our view that we had made the right decision and the Coach Fish was the guy that we needed to go with. And that's what you've got to have at the U of A. I'll never forget Dave uh, Hickey was telling me um, this was a while back, and he said to me, Mike, you know, this is a place that you can win at and you can win consistently at, but you 100% have to want to be here. You have to embrace the grind. You have to put together a staff of recruiters. That is what you have to do because if you don't, you're setting yourself up to not be successful. And you can tell by uh, you can tell that Coach Fish is the kind of guy that when he walks into an interview, he's already gone through about every question that could possibly be asked. He's probably gone through every single question that won't even be asked just because he wants to be ready for it. And he's certainly ready for this opportunity. And you just look from where we were last year at this time. You look at the quarterback room. And you're looking at a Gunner Cruz. You're looking at a Will Plummer. Back the A, my man. I, oh, I forgot. I should have got him to say that. My bad. Back the A, Omi. Um, Gunner Cruz, Jordan McLeod. Now, Jordan McLeod showed that he can play a little bit. So he's back. Obviously, the other two are as well. But, oh, yeah, by the way, we're bringing in the Pac-12 freshman of the year. And we're bringing in a guy in Noah Fafita who, if you didn't know anything and you watched that first game, that spring game, you're thinking to yourself, this is the best player on this. This is the best player on the squad or the best quarterback on the roster. Now, again, it's just one performance, but it looks so much better. The position has been stabilized, but, and he was modest about it, but I'm not going to be modest for him. That wide receiver unit is something. And I thought about being careful with it right here, but I'm not going to be careful with it because I feel fine with what I'm going to say. That's the kind of class that Alabama brings in. And I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Again, you got Jacob Cowling, 1,400-yard receiver. Could have literally gone anywhere he wanted in the nation. A Tatora McMillan, depending on where you look, some people have him as the best receiver in the country. Nobody has him outside of the top five coming into high school. Then you got a Kean Burnett, again, USC decommit. A Kevin Green, a USC decommit. These aren't guys that Arizona is used to getting, and I think from here on out, you can probably expect these type of guys. Now, I think on the field, as coach talked about, you got to be and you got to be able to prepare you. You got to be able to start winning some games because that's what people are going to be looking at. Can you get out there on the football field and turn the promise into results? And I look at this schedule. I look at this team this year. And again, I'm not expecting them to go to the Rose Bowl. But when you've got a significant talent upgrade, which they already do, and you've got a excuse me, and you've got a quarterback in play, you've already got a guy that you know can play. You look at the ASU is going to stink. Colorado is going to stink. UCLA is kind of meh. USC, well, we should have got them while we could, but whatever. But either way, there's a lot of wins to be had. The out-of-conference schedule is going to be tough, but again, it's Mississippi State, it's uh, North Dakota State, and it's San Diego State. There's not games where you're saying, man, Arizona has absolutely no chance there whatsoever. These are games that they'll have a chance of winning. So, again, um, the guy, the guy really gets it. Very, very grateful that he was able to come on here. David H makes a great point about Singer. Dorian Singer almost ended up at Texas, but you know what? Sometimes you'll take it Arizona. We'll take it Arizona. Sometimes, well, maybe Texas doesn't quite appreciate. And Dorian Singer is going to be one of those players. But 
really just wanted to talk to coach just about his recruiting, about the defensive side of the ball, the quarterback room, just kind of where he sees things. And again, I think we got to a lot of that. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Don't want to keep telling you, put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays. That simple, that easy. You've just got to be a new customer. The NBA games are on tonight. Now you might say to yourself, Mike keeps picking somebody to win it. I've been telling my boss, Saul Bookman, from day one that the Miami Heat are going to win it all. Saul Bookman laughs at me every single step of the way, as do most people. But if you don't think that I'm stupid, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHX, is where you would want to hop on to get that. But again, for Coach uh, for Coach Fish, I can't thank you enough. Leah in the background doing things that I would have no clue on how to actually do. Everybody, really appreciate all of you. David, Alex, Ricky, Saul, Tina. I'm going to keep going up and down. Bucky. Hold on just a second here. I got to get everybody in here. Sean. Uh, let's see. David. All you guys can't thank you enough. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, it'll be me and uh, Brad Alice at twelve thirty. Thanks for putting up with my uh, thanks for putting up with my uh, raspy voice. And uh, again, Coach Fish, you're the best. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh.